Welcome to the Wisconsin Wrestler Podcast with your host, T. Fenwick. Welcome, folks, to another episode of the Wisconsin Wrestler Podcast. I'm your host, T. Fenwick, and boy, do we have a doozy of an episode for you today. We will be taking a look at Sectional B in Division 2, which currently in the preseason rankings contains five of the top seven teams. So look for this to be a great sectional. Before we delve into that, though, I just want to throw out our plugs quick. Remember, you can subscribe to us on Spotify, Stitcher, and Apple Podcasts or iTunes. Uh, You can also leave rates and reviews on iTunes as well. Coaches, if you're out there listening, you can send your team's info to the Wisconsin Wrestler at gmail.com. So let's get right into this. This is the O'Connell Falls sectional, the northeast region of the state for Division Two. The first regional that we're going to be looking at is Wapaka. And a couple of changes here. There are quite a few changes in this whole sectional, I think. Uh, we tried to balance it out a little bit this year. So for this regional, Amherst is moving to D3. Uh, Wittenberg is back up to D2, and they will be in this regional. And Watoma is also coming in from the Southwest sectional. The first team that we are going to be looking at today is Lakeland Union Mercer Co-op, who placed third in this regional last year with 130 points. They return eight of their ten starters. Uh, They will be led by returning sectional qualifiers Tim Burnett and Jason Hilgert. So they are returning eight wrestlers that they can get a few more wrestlers in there. They could have a pretty solid team in this regional. Looking now at Mosinee, who finished fourth last year, just nine points behind Lakeland Union. They return seven of their eight wrestlers. But they're bringing quite a bit back as they are returning their state qualifiers, Chase Kasma at 113 and Gage Kopik at 152. So Mosinee has some solid strength at the top. Now they just need to build a little bit of depth. Moving on now to uh, Nakusa Assumption Port Edwards, who finished second last year with 246.5 points. They do return at 10 of their starters from last year. They suffered some heavy losses. They are losing state qualifier Aiden Elson and also Craig Elson, who placed fourth last year at 138. But they do return Blaze Thurber, who made the podium last year. He finished third at 113. So keep an eye on Thurber this year. And moving on to last year's regional champions, Tomahawk. They finished first in their regional with 270 points. Uh, they lost to Freedom 42-27 to at Team Sectionals, and I think that was including Freedom giving up a couple of forfeits as well. But uh, for Tomahawk, they do return all 14 of their starters for what was a very strong team last year, just had to run into the state champions at Team Sectionals. Uh, they are ranked 7th coming into this year, and they will be led by returning state qualifier Tony Maddie qualified at heavyweight and also sectional place winner Alex Bishop. Moving on now to uh, Wapaka. They finished 6th with 110 points in this regional. 
They return all 10 of their starters, and they will be led by Colby Bernhardt, who uh, qualified at 132 last year, and also sectional qualifier Brock Sanger. So Wapaka does look like they have a pretty good team coming back. Don't be surprised if they improve upon their sixth-place regional finish from last year. And now looking at uh, one of our newcomers, Watoma Wild Rose. They finished third in their regional with 190 points. They do return 12 of their starters, and that does include Damian Netzler, who qualified for state at 220. Uh, While they scored 190 points in this last regional, I think uh, the new regional that they're moving into, points are going to be a lot tougher to come by, but expect Watoma still to have a strong team this year. Uh, looking now at the next team that came in, Wittenberg Burnhamwood, who is usually in this Division Two regional. Last year they were in Division Three, but they're moving back up this year again. They finished fourth in their regional last year with 147 points. They are returning 11 of their 12 starters. They return their 106-pound state qualifier, Pearson Petroikis, and also their sectional place winner, Will Urquhart. Um, Winberg usually fields a full team, so don't be surprised to get them back up to 13 or 14 starters and have another solid showing at this regional. So with all of those individual team previews out of the way, we're going to take a look at where all these teams might fall within the standings at the end of the year at the regional tournament. I think Lakeland Union, Wapaka, and Mozania. They're going to kind of have a good battle at the back end of this. Um, they all have a lot of wrestlers coming back, but I think Mozanee is going to have a little more depth and that they're going to have more points from guys that aren't exactly their blue chippers. And I think that's going to put them ahead of Wapaka and Lakeland Union. I think Wittenberg, Watoma, and Nakusa, it's kind of hard to tell who's going to finish where between these three because You have a team coming in from a different sectional. You have a team coming in from a different division. But uh, Nakusa is returning a lot. They're going to be kind of anchored by Thurber. And I think they're going to end up finishing second uh, with Watoma and Winberg right behind them. But, you know, if you win the regional like Tomahawk did last year and return all of your starters, I think you're a pretty clear-cut favorite to win it again. So... I do have Tomahawk coming out of this regional as the champions. We will discuss who they will be facing at team sectionals a little later on. Moving on now to uh, the O'Connell Falls regional. That is regional two. Freedom and New London are leaving this regional. And they are bringing in Antigo from Division One and the Florence Co-op from Division Three. And speaking of Antigo, they're the first team that we're going to discuss here. They finished sixth in their regional last year. They're returning nine of their starters, but they do suffer some big losses. They lose the state qualifier, Colin Eldridge, and also Ben Stimmick, who was the state runner-up at 132, losing to Jalen Spuler in that Division One finals last year. And they will be led by returning sectional place winner, Nick Roller. Moving on to a Clintonville Marion, they finished six with 36 points. They return five of their six starters from last year. They'll be uh, headed by Matthew Skaronsky, who placed 
third at regionals last year. So if you're Clintonville, uh, you have freedom leaving that kind of opened you up a little bit more to maybe getting a couple people on to sectionals this year, giving them a shot at qualifying for state. Uh, looking now at the other new team in this regional, the Florence Goodman Niagara Pembine Co-op. They finished sixth in the Crandon Regional last year in Division Three, and uh, they do lose Tristan Mascaret, who placed sixth last year at 120. But not only that, they graduate all four of their starters from last year, and I think that's kind of why we got a bigger co-op than what just Florence and Goodman was last year. Uh, probably just the goal is to get guys on the mat, and I'm hoping for them that they can field a team come regional time. Moving on to uh, Marinette, who finished third in this regional with 152 points. They return seven of their starters, and while they do lose Reese Holder, who was a state qualifier last year, they will be led by Johnny Bieber and Derek McMahon, who were sectional qualifiers last year. So hopefully for Marinette's case, one of those two can make a push to either be sectional place winners or better yet, making it to state. Looking at O'Connell Falls, who was the runner-ups last year, and you got to be feeling good if you're O'Connell Falls. Uh, the team that finished ahead of them is gone now. They are returning eight of their 13 starters, and they didn't lose any huge names, but they will be returning Tyler Buds, who was a state qualifier, and also Clayton Whiting, who was a state champion at 152 as a freshman last year. He was an absolute phenom. It's hard to have success at those middleweights when you're a freshman, but Clayton White almost dominated his way to a state championship. And they will be complimented with a couple of other sectional qualifiers. So look for O'Connell Falls to maybe make a run back to team sectionals this year. Moving on to Peshtigo, they finished 7th in the regional with 35 points last year. They're returning three of their five starters. And two of those starters finished 4th at regionals. So hopefully in Peshtigo's case they can get a couple of those guys on to sectionals, and even better yet, field a little bit of a bigger starting team. Looking at lastly at Seymour, they finished fifth with 127.5 points, returning seven of their starters, but they return a lot of firepower. They're returning Wyatt Kazrowski, who was a runner-up at 113, and Brady Ike, who placed sixth at 182, and also sectional qualifier Javon Leesgang. So... That you're going to be hearing Seymour's name a lot at the Cole Center come the end of the year. If they can get a couple more starters, fill out their lineup a bit more, maybe they can even be in contention for the team or regional race. And speaking of that, we will look at kind of how this shakes out now. Um, the Florence Co-op, um, like I said before, I hope they can bring a team to the regional. Uh, just be, would be nice to see them have some numbers out there. Uh, Peshtigo and Clintonville are going to have a good fight in that middle of the pack. I think Clintonville, though, they're just bringing back more than Peshtigo, and they'll both reload about the same, I believe. So I think Clintonville is going to finish just ahead of Peshtigo. Seymour and Marinette are going to have another good battle in the middle of that pack, but I think Seymour has a lot of top-heavy points. If you get guys that finish 
first or second in your regional, you at least get 20 points from that. And Seymour has at least three guys that can produce that. And I think that'll push them ahead of Marinette. Antigo finishes second on the basis that they'll probably have the most or the second most starters come regional time. But I think O'Connell Falls this year comes in with a lot of firepower. They're going to be able to reload a little bit. They'll probably have 14 starters, unlike the 13 they had last year. And I think O'Connell Falls will end up coming on top in this regional. So let's take a look now at the new London regional, which it got a lot more interesting this year. Berlin and Amro both moved down to the southeast sectional, so they are completely out of this sectional. And they will be replaced by... Wrightstown and Freedom, who many could have argued were two of the top five teams in the state last year. We'll talk a little bit more about them in a second here. But first, let's take a look at Fox Valley Lutheran, who finished seventh with 76 points in this regional. They're returning six of their nine starters. They do lose their lone sectional qualifier from last year, but they do return third place regional finisher Cade Sharon and Hopefully he can improve upon his placement from last year and Fox Valley can be competing at the sectional again this year. So I talked about freedom a little bit already and boy, did they have quite the year last year. They finished first in the Marinette regional with 283 points. They beat Tomahawk 42 to 27 and then Luxembourg Casco 37 to 24 to move on to team state. Once they got to Team State, they beat Merrill's Mindoro GET 35 to 24. And in the finals, they beat Ellsworth 35 to 16. And that was just a really solid freedom team last year. But they do lose quite a bit from that team. They're returning half of their starters and a couple of those losses, kind of headed by fifth place finisher Coy Murphy at 126. And also Sam Peters, who was the state champion at 160. And looking a little deeper into that lineup, uh, they did lose three seniors who finished fourth at sectionals as well. So not only losing that firepower, but losing a little bit of depth as well. But not all is lost for freedom, obviously. Um, they do have a few returning state qualifiers and Reisman Teufel at 138 and also, Colby McHugh, who was the runner-up at 120 last year, and they did have three other wrestlers who qualified for sectionals. That was, they were turning five out of their 11 sectional qualifiers from last year. So look for Freedom to reload You know the lineup that they lost. Expect them to have a solid team again this year. Looking at now at Little Shoot, who finished third with 188 points, returning 12 of their 13 starters, so bringing a lot back. And they do lose Bryce Schumacher, who was the state runner-up at 182 last year. But they return a couple of qualifiers, and Adam Kilgus at 145, and Logan Verboomen, who did end up making the podium. He placed sixth at 106 last year. So Little Shoot does have a little bit more competition in this regional, but... Expect them to have a solid program overall this year. Moving on now to New London, who finished fourth in the Marinette Regional uh, with 141.5 points. They're returning six of their starters. They are returning sectional place winner Logan Heinbrook, 
and a couple other sectional qualifiers and Damian Polanco and Mason Klain. Uh, for New London, obviously, Heinbrook was one spot away from state last year. He might have a little tougher road to sectionals, but if he can get through to that, don't be surprised to see him competing at state by the end of the year. And moving on now to Winnicani, who finished first in this regional last year with 205 points. They return 10 of their starters and 145 of those points. Uh, once they got to team sectionals, they lost to a very good Luxembourg-Casco team, 53-24. to They will be led by the 106-pound runner-up, Caleb Manier, and also sectional qualifier, Evan Miller. And we've talked about returning at Team State Champion Freedom already, but it's crazy to think that they might not even be the best team coming into this regional as we talk about other newcomer, Wrightstown, who didn't even win their own regional last year. They finished second at the Valders Regional with 211 points, just 15 points behind Luxembourg-Casco. But they are returning a lot from that team, returning 13 of the 14 starters from that regional lineup. And though they do suffer a state qualifier loss in Ethan Whitpolick, they are returning three place winners in Caden Colts, who placed third at 120, Ben DeRocher, who placed second at 145, and also Quincy Cliff, who placed fourth at 170. And obviously, they just have a lot of depth in general behind those three wrestlers. Looking lastly here at Xavier, who finished sixth in this regional with 97 points, they're returning 11 of their 12 starters. And they will be led by Max Strand, who finished fifth at 220 as a sophomore. And folks, I talked about uh, that sectional on Tuesday having a strong class at 220. Uh, This sectional had just as much success at the state tournament at the same weight class last year. And look for Max Strand to be a part of that weight class again. Looking now at the team predictions where we think the teams will fall in the regional this year. I think Fox Valley, Lutheran, New London, and Xavier will all kind of be in a battle for that fifth place spot. But uh, kind of at this point in the team standings, those points from Strand will be big. You have to expect them to get either first or second. I think that's going to kind of push Xavier to that fifth place spot. Winnicani and Little Shoot. Should have a good fight for third place. They're both returning a lot of wrestlers. But I think Little Shoot's bringing back just a little bit more. Uh, I think they'll end up finishing third. Freedom, they are losing a lot. But I have them coming in at second in this regional. And you talk about the strength of this sectional. Uh, We're talking about a team that won state last year. Not even making it out of their regional this year. But Freedom just has quite a tall task in their way as... Wrightstown had arguably one of the best four or five teams in the state last year. Just got caught up in a tough regional, but returning 13 of their starters, I think they will be back with a vengeance and they will end up winning this regional. Now looking at the last regional here, the Denmark regional. So Wrightstown is gone from that regional, as we discussed, and Kiwani, who is coming in from D3, will be replacing Brilliant as well. And looking first at another solid team here in 
Denmark, they are also ranked coming in. They are ranked third coming into the season this year. They finished third in the regional with 197 points, returning 12 of their starters and 160 of those points. They lose a big chunk of those points from TJ Weidman, who placed third at 220 last year. But they are returning Gabe Wardle, who qualified for state at 195, and also Ethan Schwartz, who placed sixth at 138. And they also have sectional place winner Cole Tenner coming back. So Denmark, they kind of have a good amount of top-heavy points coming back. But I think for them, they just got to build a little more depth, and they could easily be competing for that regional title by the end of the year. Looking at Kiwani, one of the newcomers in this sectional, they were a team sectional qualifier last year, uh, finishing first in the Southern Door Regional with 234 points, and they lost to Princeton in the first round of team sectionals, 42-37. to They are returning 10 of their starters from that sectional qualifying team, and they lose a couple of state qualifiers in Paul Weary and Travis Ranke, who placed sixth last year. But they will be returning Jack Severn, who placed fourth at 126 last year. They're also returning a couple of sectional place winners in Max Severin and Nathan Van Gatham. Uh, it'll be a little tougher for everyone to get through to sectionals. I think this regional that they're coming into is a little bit tougher than the one that they wrestled at last year. Now looking at the regional champions from last year, Luxembourg Casco, who's always in that team sectional and even team state race. They finished first in the regional with 226 points. They're returning 10 of their starters from last year. Uh, they beat Winnicani 53 to 24 and lost to Freedom 37 to 24 at team sectionals. They do lose Bryce Bosman, who was a runner up last year at 132 in the search for that four state title. Um, Nathan Ronsman, who placed fifth at 152 last year, and also Colton Waracek, who placed third at 160. But um, in typical Luxembourg fashion, they are returning Lucas Jonio, who placed fourth at 120, Reese Waracek, who was a state champion at 170 last year, and a couple of other sectional qualifiers. So Luxembourg, obviously not going to have any issues having a solid team again. And that's why they're ranked sixth coming in to this year. Moving on now to Sturgeon Bay, Sevastopol. They finished seventh last year with 45 points, returning two of their four starters from last year. And they lose their lone sectional qualifier, Jeremy Jorns. For, so for Sturgeon Bay, obviously the first priority is to get a couple of more wrestlers out on the team and kind of get a bigger starting lineup for the regional tournament. Moving on now to Two Rivers, who always seems to have some of the most solid wrestlers in the state, no matter how big their lineup is, as evidenced by last year. They had seven starters last year and three state champions. They were turning five of those seven starters, and unfortunately, a couple of their losses are state champions Cody Holmes at 126 and Joey Bianchi, who finally broke through and one state at 145, and that was an awesome moment to experience last year at the Cole Center. Fortunately for Two Rivers, they have another state champion in tow, and the 132-pound champion, 
Matt Bianchi, and they are also bringing back sectional place winner Nolan Hansen. So if two rivers could kind of fill their lineup out a little bit, they would have a solid team just because they're able to get so many points at the top. Moving on now to Valders, who placed sixth with 70 points. They're returning two of their starters from last year. Uh, they do lose Jackson Lindsmeyer, who was a runner-up at questionably one of the toughest weight classes in the state, that 220 D2 weight class. Uh, but they will be led by returner Tanner Whitmus, who placed third at regionals. So with Wrightstown out of the way, hopefully for Valders, they can get Whitmus onto the sectional tournament this year. So that is all the teams in that regional. Looking at the race here for the team championship, I think Sturgeon Base of Ashtapool and Valders will have a nice fight. I think whoever can fill up their lineup a little more will take that fifth place spot. Kiwani, I think, coming in here will end up finishing third. I think what puts them ahead of two rivers is that they're just able to get more points out there. And it's important in Division Two, um, especially in these six-team regionals, um, if you just have a guy in there to fill a spot that doesn't even know about wrestling, you automatically get at least three points, and that's just without getting any wins or anything like that. So I think Kiwani is going to end up getting third just on the basis of having more wrestlers than two rivers. Um, and... This will be one of the more exciting regionals to keep an eye on come regional Saturday. Luxembourg, Casco, and Denmark will be going at it all day, and it could come down to one match between the two, but I think Luxembourg, Casco will find a way to fill their gaps from last year, and I think they will win it over Denmark. But like I said, it could go either way come regional time. So we have our four regional champions picked out. Let's look now at how team sectionals might shake out. Uh, first, we have Tomahawk versus Wrightstown, which is two of the top seven ranked teams in the state coming into the season. I think it could be a good battle. There will be a lot of good matches, but overall, I think Wrightstown's depth is going to outweigh Tomahawks, and they will end up moving on to the sectional finals, which brings us on to a classic rivalry here. We got O'Connell Falls versus Luxembourg Casco. And O'Connell Falls, um, they are bringing a lot back, but Luxembourg, they're bringing more starters back. I think they'll have a little more depth there. They might be able to fight off bonus points or even secure bonus points in a few spots. And I think they will end up beating O'Connell Falls. So interesting battle here if everything shakes out. Uh, we have Wrightstown versus Luxembourg-Casco. And what is a regional rematch from last year? And I think Wrightstown, they are bringing more back. And they only lost by 15 last year to Luxembourg. This could come down to the coin flip. But I think Wrightstown is kind of coming back for revenge this year. I think they will end up coming out on top in this sectional. And look for them to potentially be the favorites to win the championship if they do make it to team state. I mean, they are ranked number one in the preseason rankings right now for a reason. And I think that could go with three or four teams if anyone makes it out of this sectional. But right now we do have Wrightstown pegged to win this team sectional. If I can always choose one sectional to be at, 
later in the year, it would probably be this one. But that is it for sectional B. Uh, there's going to be a lot of fireworks coming out of this one. A lot of names from here that will end up on the podium or even at the top of the podium come state time. So with this sectional out of the way, we are halfway done with our Division Two predictions. And we move on to sectional C next Tuesday. That is the Southwest sectional. And things are pretty interesting here with the Melrose Mindoro GET team moving into a new sectional. Things look kind of wide open here, but it looks like one team might have a little leg up due to the transfer of a state runner-up. We will be talking about that transfer and about that sectional as a whole next Tuesday on the next episode of the Wisconsin Wrestler Podcast. Folks, thank you once again for listening today. Uh, like I said before, reach out to your coaches. Have them email me at thewisconsinwrestler at gmail.com so we can get even more quality information out for these teams. I'm Teak Fenwick, and have a great day.